0: In the way of cannabis seed, but any um, any any cannabis seed that you're sprouting, whether it's, it's hemp or cannabis, is uh, is remarkably good for you. Now you say, well, maybe the ones a little bit better. That's a possibility. Um, but if you're eating hemp regularly, uh, you're going to know that there's a benefit. And then you may say, well, okay, let's figure out how to increase um, our access to the higher cannabinoid strains that uh, may provide even more dietary.
1: Welcome to the Miracle Plant Podcast, the show that inspires, promotes, and gives you a daily dose of inspiration from the people who have used cannabis to change their lives in extraordinary ways. Here's your host, Justin Benton.
2: Welcome everybody to the Miracle Plant Podcast, where we discuss this amazing plant with so many names and how it helps people in such extraordinary ways all over the world. Today we have an incredible show for you. We have Dr. William Courtney, the world's leading expert on raw cannabis. He's helped thousands of patients all over the world. He was a part of our journey, discovering the power of raw cannabis in its acidic precursor form. That's what the A stands for in CBDA or THCA or CBD or CBGA. So there's going to be some luck. It might feel a little bit like alphabet soup out here, but we're going to get into the nitty gritty here. I've got my co hosts here with me on stage as well, Janet and Dan and Latara. We're going to play this interview that we just recorded this week with Dr. William Courtney. And uh, just hope you got your notepads out, maybe a Kleenex or two. We're going to have an interview right now with Dr. William Courtney explaining the power of raw cannabis and how it was helping. He started with people with late stage four and five cancer and how much research he's done and how many lives he's changed. So sit back relax and listen to the interview that we had with dr. William Courtney. welcome everybody to the Miracle Plant podcast and oh my goodness do we have a special guest today uh, One of the many of you who know me and have heard our story over the years have heard about this wonderful man who discovered the power of this raw hemp cannabis plant. And you can all say it with me. Dr. William Courtney is here today. He was the one that we found the research back in, uh, I believe it was 2011, helping uh, people with late-stage cancer using raw hemp, raw cannabis, whatever you want to call it, uh, and using it when having tremendous results. And that was the kind of the aha moment for us, and the evidence that we needed, and gave us the the, the you know gumption to take the next step when we were looking to find an answer for our son's regressive autism diagnosis and now as we all know who, who follow me on the podcast know that he's no longer considered on the spectrum or have autism he's neurotypical we just had breakfast this morning and uh, again we call it the miracle plant for a reason because this plant helps our body heal itself and balance. so dr william courtney welcome to the miracle plant podcast how are you
0: very good thanks for inviting me
2: Yes, well, please give, uh, the, for those of you that don't know you as, as well as I do and, and understand all your accolades, please give a little, uh, defi- uh, you know, brief description of uh, what you've been up to and all the incredible accomplishments you've had in the cannabis arena over the years.
0: Well, first of all, I uh, shouldn't be taking as much credit as you're trying to give me. Uh, raw cannabis was used 3,000 years ago you know, in the Middle East, and my uh, middle daughter's name is Yunani. Based on these uh, medical schools that have been using raw cannabis, so we're really uh, kind of last at the table. But it's as long as you get a seat at the table and make it part of your diet, the plant will do you very well for uh, treating conditions, preventing conditions, su- supporting health. It really is uh, an incredibly essential dietary element.
2: Absolutely. And how how did you come to what what was kind of those aha breakthrough moments for you to start looking at the raw side, the juicing side of cannabis? Was it intuition? Was it some some research? Was it historical? What kind of uh, led you down that path?
0: Well, if we go all the way back, I was uh, very much of a Western medical biochemist, pharmaceutical, just dyed in the wool kind of person. And a friend I went to medical school with wanted to know if I would approve of his use of cannabis. And and I was thinking, you know, you I mean, recreationally, you know, we going to go listen to some music, I'm all fine with the recreational, but I really didn't understand the medical, but because of his request, um, I started getting involved in the research and within a year was uh, attending conferences on uh, cannabis all over the planet, you know, from Europe and Germany and Australia and, I mean, just everywhere. So it, I became quickly involved in trying to understand the science um, and then began Uh, doing research because um, it it was, my patients were all Northern California and they had um, a lot of experience and there was a very rough lifestyle. So they had a lot of articular injuries and ATVs tipping over. And so they were the ones that were doing the cutting edge uh, trial and error and just bringing the results. And I just happened to have the great fortune of talking with over 8,000 professional growers and um, who had, you know, Tried it this way, tried it as a salve, tried it uh, raw. One of the early ones was a, was a woman who was using dried leaf for migraines and uh, used to take a leaf, dry them in air, crumble them into a fine powder, put them in capsules, and were, was doing dried leaf in capsules. But it was at a um, ICRS, I believe it was St. um, up in uh, Canada in like 2007, and there was a, a poster on the uh, terpenes. The terpenes are these smaller molecules. They give all the aroma. So whenever you smell a bouquet, that's the terpene profile. And there's a couple hundred of those. They also call them the canaflavones. So the canaflavones is just a particular special term for the terpenes that are found in cannabis. And they are independent. They're anti-neoplastic, which is anti-cancer, antibacterial, antiviral, anti-inflammatory. I mean, the, can, the, the canaflavones the terpenes are very incredible as are the phytocannabinoids cbd cbd acid cbg cbv variant so there's four or five members in each of the phytocannabinoid classes and and they are independent actors but when you put the two of them together you end up with a lot of synergy meaning you'll get a result greater than the sum of the parts and so when you when you move to the whole plant you you take a humble position and You say, you know, we don't even know what's in here yet. We don't really know how it relates together, but um, animals for 34 million years have been consuming this plant raw. So we're going to sit down and we're going to do as other animals do and uh, use it as a leafy green vegetable. And when you do that, you bring this synergy to the forefront. Uh, We kind of got a 10,000 year loop on uh, pursuing uh, THC, stronger strains, isolating it removing the CBD because it uh, reduced the the psychoactive effect. CBD was considered kind of a contaminant that really was adverse to the uh, THC effect. And so, you know, you look at the early biochemist interest, it was in pure THC. But then we kind of began to understand that CBD, though it did not get you high, did do other things that were quite miraculous. And after that, we found out that CBD acid was also acting in a way different than CBD. Because when you put that acid moiety which is the the carbodiox- carboxylic acid that's attached that is a very polar uh, group that has a dramatic impact on how the molecule functions so cbda acid and cbd which is um, a neutral are really pretty radically different molecules because one has that very charged um, attachment and the other one does not so you tend to want to lump them all together well you know cbda cbd you know, and thc thc You want to assume that they are very similar in action, but in fact, that they're diametric uh, in terms of their actions because of that. So, the plant is incredibly complex uh, and incredibly synergistic. And that is the key take home phrase. Um, When you are uh, humble enough to consume the raw plant as a dietary essential, you get the the benefit of those very complex synergies amongst 500 constituents. And it's going to be a while before we have that. kind of not untwisted and untied and can be very specific about the individuals, the group interactions, and then the sum total benefit that comes from cannabis when we're willing to consume it in its best form, which in my mind is living fresh, whether it's sprouts, microgreens. If you're going to leaf, you want to shoot for that day 80 to 90 leaf because there's uh, there's quite a spike that peaks at the end of the third month in, in the plant. But there is also a spike that needs to be reproduced to confirm a Middle Eastern European study that says that between day 10 and 14, the microgreen also has that spike. So it's a four-day window. You know, you got to pay attention to when it occurs. Um, but there's a really good chance that the uh, the sprout microgreen will be the avenue by which everyone becomes a cannabis farmer, and uh, whether you're an 80-year-old woman on the 50th floor of a Los Angeles high-rise, uh, you can have that uh, cannabis sprouting and uh, bring the best-of-living cannabis into your diet.
2: Absolutely. Well, that's incredible, and, and and those sproutlings, I mean, what's what's the cannabinoid breakdown? I mean, I my hunch would be, and I'm asking the expert here, but my guess would be that it's would be higher in CBGA because it's the mother cannabinoid.
0: Well, you know, that, that does uh, lead to the production of the other ones, but it's a pretty full profile. And in fact, you know, that would be the first experiment that I would reproduce is to, uh, if we can find someone with the resources, if we could get a, a gastromatograph coupled mass spectrometer evaluation of the s- seedling at, say, day seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, we should be- capture that entire spike. And if that spike is reproducible, meaning if that other study is accurate, uh, then we can go to a fractionation and look at exactly you know, how much THC variant is there, how much CBD variant, CBN-acid, CBG. Um, you know, it's, it's a very, very, very complex mixture that, um, but it's, uh, we'd like to confirm that in fact, there's a very strong spike in that window. And if it is, that really will bring the incredible power of raw cannabis into every kitchen on the planet because anyone could rinse off a jar of sprouts, drain them, and grow their own, and they, they are an incredibly vital source. I mean, you know, you got the best of the best when that sprout is coming out of that seed and just, just going crazy. You know, um, specifics we need to determine, should be determined, um, but we know that there's enough going on there that are pretty miraculous in their effect. Um, and well, that sounds like good.
2: a fun project, and I got a yes. team of people and researchers, and we got uh, we work with a couple of great uh, testing companies out here in California, so yeah. consider it done. I, yeah, I, it's,
0: a, it's a simple, it's a simple, all you need is a, a GC on, across that four or five day window, and if we if it throws up this big spike, we can si- measure the size of the spike, and then we can go after the individual constituents, and then we'd be able to say, in fact, the initial study has been reproduced, and it's valid. And, and here is, uh, here's why you want to hit that day 10 to 14 window.
2: Well, consider it done. Now I have something to do for the rest of the year. So that's <laughs> exciting. Yeah. And, and yep. we actually grow the hemp uh, and, and get it all the way to full, uh, you know, blossom. And, uh, you know, well, the cannabinoids will be CBDAs. usually we have CBDA and CBGA high strains of hemp. Of hemp. And you know it'll be between ten to fourteen uh, percent in either CBDA or CBGA, and then uh, we'll actually—that's what we'll harvest and do the cold extraction for our tinctures and topicals. But then we'll also grow it in our backyard and juice it every morning through an Omega masticizing screw juice, mm-hmm. along with you know celery, carrots, apples, and it's, we throw some probiotics in there too. But uh, yeah, I mean it's incredible. I mean I've been I've been talking for for the last few years. If your ears have just been ringing. It's been me singing your praises and talking about, you know, this juicing movement. And it's really come a long way. You know, when I started talking about this, uh, you know, five, six years ago, um, people thought I was crazy. But when they listened to me, they, it made sense, like it's a plant, juice it. And then in 2019, at CanMed in Pasadena, California, Dr. Raphael Meshulam came out and he talked about CBDA. And there was a study, I believe, in 2014 with some Canadian researchers showing that for nausea and anxiety, CBDA was literally 1000 times more effective at treating it. And um, so he released that information along with some other acidic precursor work he was doing. And that's when it like that was really kind of the Oh my god, uh, the godfather, if you look at the back over my shoulder, that's actually when we were there. That's a picture of him. And it says the godfather of CBDa. Oh. I can't really see it. But anyways, so that was when the kind of the, the, the cannabis community started to opening their eyes to it, and I think we talked about this yesterday. They said, and, and, but in, in the research, they used this methyl ester to keep it, uh, to keep it consistent so they can do kind of a pharmaceutical model of it. And their the research showed that the CBDA was unstable. And to me, which I always thought it's kind of funny, which number one, that's not true. Once you do a cold extraction and you put it into its extracted form, it's going to stay CBDA. Uh, you know for as long as it needs to Uh, and if it were to degrade with you know time light uh, heat somehow then what would it degrade into it would degrade into CBD which is not the worst thing either so uh, but and now the other thing that moved that along well let first let me leave it at that if you had anything to interject and I'll show you the next big step which happened with uh, people being open to cannabis and juicing I assume you agree with Mr. Dr. Raphael Mishulam's findings on CBDA?
0: Yeah, yes, and, um, and, and the folks in Northern California, we were presenting papers in 2012 and 2005 was when I first got into it and was, like I said, it was because of a, a medical school friend who asked me to approve his use. And I said, well, what am I approving of? And you know, so by 2005, we were um, just because there are, you know, at that point in, Cal- in California, it was a medical thing. So you needed medical approval. So I got into medical approvals and. Quickly developed, you know, eight thousand personal patients and wow. forty thousand people in the area that were reading newspaper articles and listening to talks on the radio, and and, and there was just an enormous amount of information that was uh, you know, being willowed or windowed out as we uh, looked at all the ways people were, were using it, and all the conditions they were using it for, and in you know, from a physician standpoint, it's kind of like how can something, one thing, have such a broad and diverse effect. And that's what led me into the endogenous cannabinoid system and every one of our cells, um, the intracellular environment called the endocrine. So endocrine is the whole body regulation, you know, know, the the testicles, the the ovaries, the adrenal glands, the thyroid, that is the endocrine system. Paracrine is a cluster of cells producing a common product Um, Autocrine is regulation across the plasma membrane. Well, intracrine, the intracellular environment, is really the domain of the endogenous cannabinoid. Every cell has a nucleus, uh, brings in raw materials, constructs a product, secretes it. So the mechanism by which all that's done is, is pretty much identical from cell to cell to cell. And so when you support regulation of cell function, um, and you don't you don't stick it to a particular cell cell type or tissue. You essentially have this ability to um, deal with any kind of genetic disorder that might arise, where there's going to be an abnormality in, you know, some, in synthesis. And so it allows it allows uh, you know this this ease wherever it arises to be ameliorated um, because that disease has to be operating in that same environment and the exogenous cannabinoids come in, support the endogenous, and suddenly you have this plant that um, can help any cell because it's involved in cell regulation. And so therefore, I I suddenly came to a a bit of an understanding of um, why the cannabis has such a broad ability to assist, because you're not targeting the symptoms of diabetes or the pain of inflammation, you're you're looking at uh, cell function and all those disease processes occur at the cell so if you if you are at the cellular level you can be helping with insulin insulin resistance and glucose elevations you can be helping with you know high blood pressure low blood pressure you know it's like how can something help both high and low um, because it, it's helping the body to get back to a normal level of uh, optimal function and and that's what its primary fo- focus is is to assist uh on, you know ideal functioning of you know, a, a trillion cells, and it I means a complex environment. I mean, there's some estimates that uh, our solar system, the Milky Way, has a hundred billion stars, um, and so if in fact there are roughly a trillion cells in the human being, a simple mental uh, kind of analogy would be: we have close to 700 to a thousand Milky Way galaxies worth of cells in the body, and that's more than mind-boggling. But uh, you know. Uh, someone could probably correct me on the math, but that you know is is an an approximation giving us a sense of regulation is one of the big mysteries in life i mean you take that many components and you try to regulate them to function function in a uniform and uh, optimized fashion you know you you are getting close to the mystical
2: yeah well that's beautiful and i'm glad we have all that on recording because that is that's some poetry in motion. So now that we know this and we're having this conversation and you you've discovered it before I did. And you know, I've it, it unlocked the my son's potential to heal himself and his mm. inflammation and the neurological elements and the you know the pesticides and the heavy metals and everything that had got locked into his brain and, and what w- was not allowing his body to operate efficiently because he was healthy, happy, playing catch, talking, walking, and then bam, it all mm. disappeared. And so, um, how do we get the word out? I mean, I, we're gonna trust me. I'll get this all over the place, and we go to all the conventions and all those kinds of things. Um, how, first of all, how how have you seen things change as far as people? I mean, there's been a lot of change in the way people perceive cannabis, especially even the name of it. How have you seen it, you know, kind of shift over the last, let's say, ten years? And what's the next steps to keep pushing through that people can really understand that this plant? Uh, is, is what we all should be taking on a daily basis to find that balance or homeostasis.
0: We've got to get that dietary analysis, you know, that little box of nutrients that's on the back of every candy bar and juice and cereal pack. You know, they, they list important elements. Um, the cannabinoids are a critical element and that on the amount of that that's available needs to be uh, information supplied to the consumer of of food, regardless of its form. And so the more that we establish that these terpenes and cannabinoids um, are incredibly important for regulating cell health and preventing disease and restoring health, then we can move it towards being recognized as an essential dietary element. getting the, uh, the analysis of the elements, getting it recognized as a dietary element, and then an essential element, and being able to look at the deficiencies that arise from its absence, begins to move it more into a, a dietary mode, out of the medical mode into a, a dietary element. And when cannabis perceived as incredibly helpful for such a wide range of conditions, you know, it's going to be ridiculous to say no to it. I mean, there'll be some just rabid anti-cannabis people out there, but uh, Darwin will take care of them.
2: Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, what's great is, um, you know, the farm bill passed in 2018 in December, and which made it ex- explicitly clear that that we can grow hemp nationwide. You know, right now, the marker's 0.3 THC, and we're hoping to get that to at least 1%. And then, and then get rid of it altogether uh, at some point. But uh, baby steps. And uh, we're going to see, you know, I've already seen it on some scale. But, you know, fan leaves and, and hemp leaves and, and microgreens showing up at farmers markets. And, 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 and the, the, the next progression that I was going to say uh, was, you know, Meshulam in 2019 coming out to the world of, of the cannabis experts and saying, CBDA is, is the way or the acidic precursors, Uh, when then this thing I was telling you about yesterday is Clubhouse. And so us in the cannabis hemp world have had lots of issues educating people, um, you know, because the Facebooks, the Googles of the world, they don't allow us to advertise, to spend money on a platform where half the world lives, literally, uh, every month, like 3 billion people visit Facebook every month. And so with that being with, it's just been harder for us to get our messages out because we have this incredible message, right? Basically everyone, you know, there was a celery juice craze. Let's have a hemp microgreen or a hemp flower or hemp fan leaf craze. And let's see what that can do. Let's put celery up against hemp juice, if you will. And let's just see what happens. And I believe it's going to happen. My estimates about three to five years that we're going to see something. Who knows when that will hit? But with the farmers' markets doing it, I've got a friend out of Texas who's been on this show. Amos, he's got some hemp juice bars that he's doing in San uh, in San Antonio, I believe, and you know, I, and other juice bars up here in Santa Barbara that have had hemp juice. So we're making progress. And Clubhouse was a beautiful thing for me to connect with so many more cannabis experts, and we've been able to educate so many more people because it's a free and wide open uh, platform. There is no uh, you know shadow banning there is no censoring uh, as long as you're not doing like hate speech or anything like that it's it's a wide open uh, platform and it's been huge for cannabis and hemp experts so i'm going to get you on there next and i know it's only took me a couple of years to connect with you so i'm sure hopefully i can get you on clubhouse in a shorter window than that but uh, yeah. tell us uh, where what have you been up to and and i know a lot of us have, have uh, been wanting to connect with you but You've not been on the mainland so it's been hard for us to connect and we can see your beautiful background on there what's um, what's going on in your world
0: i'm trying to use my finger to see yeah so this this structure back here on the photograph behind my head that's where i live that's this is rainforest all around um i'm and the photograph is taken from our micro hydro turbine intake i go up there to clean the screen so that provides us with electricity so we've been um in the in the wilderness uh immersed um you know uh, we've had friends who uh have sat on what they thought was a uh, a log and then the the log kind of writhed away and they realized they were sitting on a snake instead of a log and wow you know it's 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 just pretty crazy the rivers are drinkable beautiful clear um the they call it the nature Isle. it's got 365 year-round freshwater streams most of the Caribbean islands are very flat, and they have to desalinate water to flush their toilets because they don't have fresh water. Well, this island is just a lush rainforest, um, and that like surrounds us with raw waters. You know, pretty much all of our boundaries are a river, um, and so we've been out, uh, you know, trying to raise the chickens and raise, and raise some radishes. And I'm trying to focus more on. Understanding what's edible um, in the environment, because rather than bringing North American vegetables down and trying to make the earth say radish, um, there's enough green out there that I shouldn't uh, need to be trying to grow something. Because uh, it, uh, the biggest problem is you turn your head and it'll grow so much you won't be able to get to the turbine house. I mean, it grows, it goes grows crazy style. and so. We've been a little bit, uh, the island's been a little bit behind, the Caribbean's been a little bit behind, but they're now beginning to move forward with cannabis, and I'm hoping that the island embraces cannabis agriculture as a new ministry, because we're trying to move away from tourism with its uh, deep COVID connections. You know, If they, if they bring cruise liners back with 5,000 people on there, they're going to be bringing in Delta Plus variants and Lambda variants, and they're going to end up with a problem that they don't have the resources or facilities. I mean, they don't have the hospital beds or ventilators to handle a big problem. So I've been pushing real hard in the last couple of weeks trying to get the administration to embrace cannabis agriculture as a way of providing income to people that are no longer driving tour buses and uh, uh, kind of courting the uh, external tourists, which really would be a problem over time and maybe a, a very short period.
2: So are you? do you have some cannabis plants down there? Do you have some seeds that you're doing some, some growing down there?
0: Yeah, and and uh, it looks like I could be heading up either a branch of a ministry, the Ministry of Health and Ministry of Agriculture, or there may just be a, a Ministry of Cannabis Agriculture. So regardless of what it's called, um, we're, we're looking at, uh, there's a lot of people growing cannabis, you know, and it's somewhat under the radar. There's a little bit legal, um, but we're now considering uh, come in, register. Tell us, are you growing 10 plants, 100 plants, quarter acre, half acre, two acres, and and uh, and then um, they will spring for the uh, CO2 extractor, and people will be able to bring their biomass in, turn it into oil, and, and you know, liquidate that, and um, it, it would be a hopefully an, a a well accepted industry supported by the government that allow farmers to you know right now they're growing dashin, which is uh, a large tuber and they'll grow acres and acres. And, and it's a lot of work loosening the soil, planting harvesting it. If that, that same amount of energy was put into cannabis, we could be providing um, a lot of oil to pharmaceutical companies looking for basic raw extracts to work from. And um, it really would be uh, a big upgrade in terms of finances for the uh, individual small farmer on the island to trade their potatoes in for cannabis.
2: Well, you're you're just the man for the job, and, and I know I'll have to come down and visit uh, as the world starts to open back up again, and uh, we're doing some pretty exciting things with some governments in Latin America, so I'm sure we can collaborate, and, and uh, I think I mentioned like we work with Bob Hoban, and he's got some really great connections in different governments all over Latin America, and uh, we're making some progress, and uh, it's exciting okay. because you know, when you get into other countries that really, that have maybe even, a, you know, certainly have an open mind to listening to the science and listening to uh, what this, because, because maybe there is a little bit more desperation, of uh, like filling a void of tourism, or either if you're in a third world country and economics are poor, or you have citizens that are, you know, just simply having hunger issues. Um, I mean, when they're, when you're looking to solve a massive problem, this plant comes along, and as we all know with Jack Herrera and, you know, hemp may not save the world, but it's the only thing that can, um, uh, it, you know, teaching people how to grow it in their backyard and that you can use it for for nutrients, you can use it for protein, the seeds, and you can, we're building, we're really starting to make some progress out here uh, with hemp wood and hemp housing and growing materials out of, out of this plant, so I mean, there is no other plant that I know of that can uh, nurse you when you're sick, feed you when you're hungry and give you shelter. Even I think Henry Ford built a car out of hemp and built, had some hemp gasoline powered it. So it basically is the green buffalo of plants and it's amazing what it can do. And uh, I'm just so excited that we got a chance to connect and I'm sure we'll be working together. And I know I'm helping you out with a little project Um with uh, the uh, the cannabis uh, uh, witness expert. that By the time this podcast is out, it'll be up and running. Uh, I'm confident you want to talk a little bit about that project. And I know you've been a, a world-class expert in cannabis. What's been going on with that?
0: Well, I was uh, very involved in it when I lived in California. Uh, and sometimes too, uh, there are some anti-cannabis individuals in the judiciary who have their own personal feelings about cannabis. And um, now they had people uh, issues, issue warrants for my arrest and, and people that really thought I was just too much of an advocate for cannabis. They, they really wanted to see people come in and get crushed for their relationship to cannabis. And I'd come in with the uh, United States government's patent uh, cannabinoids as antioxidants and neuroprotectants. And that patent right there is going to protect anyone growing cannabis because essentially you're gonna be following their um, kind of human dose guidelines that are, that are printed in that uh, particular patent. And it's quite, uh, it's quite gracious in um, it's your right to grow cannabis, to acquire um, you know, a working dose. And they, they were focusing a bit on CBD, but you know, like you said, CPDA acts in an entirely different way, and you really don't want to be throwing any of those molecules under the bus uh, until we have a much better understanding of what they're all doing both, like I said, independently and most significantly when they get synergistic. And so a, a lot of additional research that will be fun to conduct, but primarily the message is it is a dietary essential. The nice thing about the sprouts is that any person anywhere on the planet, you don't need you know, expensive gear, you don't need soil, you don't need to be able to lift heavy pots. If you if you got a quart jar, uh, you are a hemp farmer and you can get a. I had I've had patients that have brought in fifty pounds of hemp seed. You can get a boxcar full. You know maybe hemp seed isn't as, isn't as good as cannabis, and it'd be nice if there was that much in the way of cannabis seed. But any um, any any cannabis seed that you're sprouting, whether it's it's hemp or cannabis, is uh, is remarkably good for you. Now you say, well, maybe the one's a little bit better. That's a possibility. Um, but if you're eating hemp regularly. Uh, you're going to know that there's a benefit. And then you may say, well, okay, let's figure out how to increase um, our access to the higher cannabinoid strains that may um, provide even more dietary." You
2: can see uh, a time not too far from now, a couple years, where you know, as we start to do a little bit more research and for those that need the logic and the science, you know, that's what we'll do. But for those of us that have already seen how it's affected our lives or loved ones lives firsthand, you don't need any more evidence. But um, I firmly believe that as we start to understand the cannabinoids and the terpenes, like you said, and the flavonoids, that we're just going to basically be able to figure out which cannabinoid really does a, a, a number on a certain thing, whether it was seizures you know, in CBD, that's kind of, that was a, that was a breakthrough. And we're starting to see some breakthroughs with CBDA and CBGA with autism. And uh, as we start to see, like, we'll be able to understand the cannabinoids and certainly the terpenes, I think is kind of the mystery uh, component of the plant here that really, you know, the delivery system of the cannabinoids and has even, you know, I think beta carefully even interacts with the endocannabinoid system that we'll be able to grow plants for ailments. And then the next generation will be like, we have these genetic tests and all these things that we're doing that will be able to grow a cannabis plant that's basically designed to supplement our endocannabinoid systems and bodies where we may be deficient in certain areas. So that might be five years down the road or what have you, but I just see this is the new frontier and this is this is from nature, this is from Mother Earth, and uh, just, just so excited to continue to educate and learn and research and, and just get the word out, you know what I mean? Just so much to look forward to.
0: And, uh, you know, some of those strains up in Bhutan that maybe have not been hybridized selectively, you know, so if if there's 150 of the 2021 carbons and 130, 200 of of the 10 to 15 carbon molecules, it's a complex environment. And so if if you go for a wild type cannabis plant, um, maybe it's not going to have 15% CBD or, you know, 30% CBD, um, but it's likely to have the CBD acids and the CBG acids and the the variants of these and and three carbon tails and the five carbon tails. And in fact, there may be something in that complexity that um, doesn't hit the buzzer quite as hard as a monomolecular um, hybrid that, you know, okay, I'm getting 30% CBD. This is a walkaway CBD plant, but um, that's probably about the time that can have a chromine variant uh, is the one that you're really looking for, and it's been pushed off the table um, as we selectively uh, kind of raise our plants. And because if something goes up, something's going down. And uh, I, I don't think we're in a position to really decide which molecules we need less of. Um, I know, you know there's you get ten thousand articles on CBD, and suddenly there's a headlong rush to uh, let's get uh, let, let's grow a lot of CBD and make a lot of money. Um, but besides the money part, if you're you're interested in the some total benefit of this plant, you got to remain open to well, what if we had a plant that had one to two percent of all 150? I mean, you, you can't get two percent of 150 <laughs> uh, different mo- molecules. Now there's going to be some less than one, there'd be some maybe 1.2, 1.5. They're not what you call dramatic plants in terms of their genetics, but they may be quite dramatic in the sum total entire benefit of allowing nature over 34 million years to put that profile together uh, not so much the humans and race down this cannabinoid race down that cannabinoid you um, know we we can run rough shot over some pretty elegant uh, design work um, and I'm trying to back up and I'm looking for the most wild type uh, evenly distributed you know or not evenly but you know completely distributed i'd like a little bit of all of them there because they, there's probably a really good reason that they are there and um, it, we may not be able to decipher that as quickly as we would like um, because we tend to be myopic on you know get, get a subject matter that we're familiar with and just go crazy on that and you know ignore the rest but i think i think this plant you know if we could get to uh, like some of those are huge wild strains that have not been selectively hybridized. They should be, we should put them on, uh, on a comparison with our more you know, kind of hybridized plants and look at the sum total of the benefits. You know, I know you're not going to uh, out, outperform a 40% CBD plant for that cannabinoid, um, but if you know, CBG or CBC or CBN or happens to be the one that is uh, in critical need, you may find uh, that the dietary plant is going to will be there for you because it's going to revere all of the elements that have um, been developed over 34 million years.
2: Yeah, I mean nothing nothing like the test of time. The <laughs> 34 yeah. million years of of yeah. uh, Mother Nature and, and natural selection working in its in its uh, finest. Uh, no no lab uh, with uh, some isolated white you know, synthetic powder that's trying to rep- represent 34 million years of work will ever measure up. So we know yeah. that and yeah. people we need to convince, but uh, yeah. that's wonderful. Well, I want to thank you so much for coming on. Uh, it's been an absolute honor. I'm so happy that we finally got a chance to connect. Um, you know, I'm sure we to be working together and talking some more and and seeing each other in the physical world when the world yeah. opens up a little bit more. But uh, for those that that are fascinated by your work and want to reach out, what's, what's the best way for them to reach out to you?
0: So I have a Northern California phone number office at 707-961-1420. And you can leave a message there 24-7. 365 and if you leave me your email address as well as phone number and time you know like I work Saturdays and Sundays you know but I'm off Monday to Tuesday l- let me know when you're available and rough rough time of day you know put PST uh, so that I, I know there's a three-hour shift and the one thing I'm not so good at is late night uh, California contacts because that's you know Way into my sleep zone. I, I tend to get up at like one to two o'clock in the morning, California time. So, um, you know, I, I rack up hours earlier. So, uh, we'll work together on finding a time when I'm awake and you're awake and uh, and we'll meet and we, I can answer what questions I do know and make some recommendations and support decisions. And sometimes um, I've been helpful when there's discrepancies in terms of family members, you know. And, Know, what do we do about our children and you know as a psychiatrist i can kind of help get people talking so that they can each participate in decisions made that affect everyone and you know if there's someone who's reluctant you know you can't toss them aside you have got a supplied dietary solid science you know here's here, here's something this is this is not psychoactive this is something that uh, is really good for all members of your family from the rabbits, cats, and dogs through the humans, and um, so, you know, if some if people want to do family consults or individual consults, or if they've got a particular medical condition that is cannabis possibly indicated, um, you know, we can look into that and uh, in different ways of, you know, the tinctures and salves are interesting, but they most often are not really full complex. I mean, you can do a CO2 extraction that is uh, gives you something that you can use if you're traveling and don't have access to fresh. So you can get a pretty close snapshot if you do a, a cold uh, first pull extract and a capsule of that very complex oil is gonna have most of what's in the raw. You know, and that could be a lot easier to travel with if you're going up and down the state or doing something. But obviously if you've got raw, you know, a handful of sprouts is, uh, is gonna be hard to match in terms of uh, complete and total benefit of this plant.
2: And then the website that we'll have up is uh, uh, CannabisExpertWitness.com, right? CannabisExpertWitness.com, which will have your contact information. And I think we'll even have a little calendar uh, link on there so people can book and schedule appointments with you. So exciting, exciting. And uh, like I said, I'm just so happy to have you on. I learned a whole bunch today. I'm going to be rewatching this and listening to this a few times. And uh, so, so many great nuggets dropped and just, you know, I want to thank you for all you've done for the cannabis industry, for my family, for my son. Uh, It's, uh, it really is incredible that, uh, you know, you were the first person that I've ever come across that was able to, you know, articulate and and do research and science and show and prove that the, the, you know, I always say, if you want to get, if you want to get high, go find a high THC strain and heat it. If you want to get healthy, uh, just get yourself a whole plant and eat it. So I'm super excited to to meet you in person um, or virtually now in person soon. And uh, again, thanks for coming by the Miracle Plant uh, podcast and uh, we'll talk
0: real soon. Excellent. You have a very good day.
2: Well, there we have it folks. What do you say? Oh my God, oh my God. I think I'm gonna have to listen to that 10 more times to get all that information out of there. So I just, incredible to have Dr. William Courtney back in the limelight he's been down in the or the uh, the caribbean and he's been uh you know doing incredible things down there and raising a family and uh just uh, just a wealth of knowledge when it comes to cannabis and and uh, yeah so i'm just super excited that i was you know some perseverance and i was able to to, to track him down and, and and get this connection going and bring him to you here on clubhouse and bring him to the world and help him Just get this information out there that he knows, and he's been studying and uh, with over eight thousand patients in Northern California, and he's just a wealth of knowledge. And I know I'll get him here on Clubhouse, and uh, so we can connect because I know there's so many other great researchers, doctors, um, people in the hemp and CBD and cannabis space that are here for the right reasons, that are here to pay it forward for what this miracle plant did for them and their families. And uh, yeah, it's uh, we're on a mission, that's for sure. So. Uh, any questions or any comments while we've got the folks here on stage? Uh, go for it!
3: Amazing, Justin. Thank you for sharing that with us. Um, been following Dr. William Courtney for a while, so it was awesome to just get some more insight and then to hear you and your questions with them. Just, uh, just thank you. One of the questions I had, which I think he he answered, was I was curious what the cannabinoid content. Of like seedlings and sprouts were compared to like the mature plant, but it seemed he seemed to answer that. But that was probably one of the forefront questions I had. But thanks for doing this, Justin.
2: You bet, brother, and I, I dropped your name in there too, so that's cool, dude. And, <laughs> and uh, this will be on our Miracle Plant podcast uh, on Apple and uh, X and other places. And uh, yeah, man, the hemp juicing revolution, and he'll be around. We'll get we'll get him on more things and. And uh, we'll figure out ways for you guys to collaborate and all those kinds of things. But uh, And we're going to do testing. We're going to test those hemp greens. We're going to see what's going on in there. So we're going to grow some hemp uh, seedlings, some hemp sprouts, and, and send them in. Let's get more data. Let's get more, you know, uh, everything we possibly can. And if we can turn hemp farmers in, into from little, you know, uh, you know mason jars all, all over the world. People could be growing their own hemp greens. It's just incredible what this plant can do, and and again, I just want to I want to thank Clubhouse, and uh, you know Paul Davidson and Rohan Seth Rohan for putting this thing together. This would not have happened. So many of us have met on Clubhouse in the cannabis and hemp space, and uh, this has just been an accelerator for us to get this message out about this misunderstood plant. So, uh, any other comments or questions on the stage?
4: I would just like to say thanks for um, having this particular um, subject and having the whole replay of Dr. William Courtney. Um, like Amos was saying, I have been following him too, and I didn't even know <laughs> about this um, podcast, um, this this particular podcast with him. It was absolutely amazing, um, so knowledgeable, so powerful. I mean, just listening to him, speak and listening to you the conversation i mean i have notes and everything it's just it was really good really good it was it was definitely um worth getting up i was a little tired but it was definitely worth getting up this morning just awesome stuff justin thanks so much
2: you betcha glad you could be here and
4: we'll have this podcast that will come out
2: uh, uh tuesday night uh wherever you find your podcast miracle plant if you want to listen to it again and again and again, and his website isn't quite up yet, but he did have his phone number in there. Uh, and you might just play a little phone tag like I did for a few months, but uh, he's uh, he will get back to you. And uh, I think I'll, we'll also have his email on that website when it's up as well. Uh, and uh, he's just a brilliant, brilliant uh, doctor who has dedicated his life to this, uh, to this cannabis plant. Any other comments or questions?
3: Um, I had a quick comment. I'm going, I took notes too. I've got have a blog. I'll write up a blog that also highlights some of what he said for people that had trouble getting through all the information, and also hopefully will lead people, our group of people, to the uh, podcast and listen to this. Uh, very unique and very helpful. Absolutely.
2: And any other comments or questions before we uh, we call it a call, call it a wrap?
1: Yeah, I just have I have one, um, Justin. First of all. I'm kind of glad to meet you on here. Um, I live in a um, unfortunately CBD unfriendly um, state and the funny thing is it's an agricultural state and um, hemp could probably save a lot of the farms out here. Um, but I, I I would pose the question though, there was a lot of talk about strains um, and when I talk to people about CBG um, out here, nobody knows what I'm talking about and so, um, I think you're correct when you're saying get people the data because that's the only way to explain it to some people, and especially in, in rural areas. Um, also, my question that I would pose would be you know, talking about all the different strains, in the meantime, um, I'd, li- I, I'd like to see you know, the benefits of the full spectrums um, for, for treating um, specific ailments. Um, because I think, just like a broad spectrum um, antibiotic, you know, in you know, bef- even before we know specifically what each of them does, it's still beneficial to um, gather some data just on, on on general, and you know, and I guess general full spectrums.
2: Absolutely, um, and, and that's what we were talking about in this conversation. That's what we firmly believe. Um, you know, unfortunately, a lot of the research model is based on single molecule pharmaceutical model where they take one thing that can be repeatable over and over, and that's the FDA regulations, right? They want things that are repeatable, and they want things that you can have a controlled environment, and you know that it's just one thing that does this one thing that's measurable like a scientific method. And so uh, as you, as we heard here on the show, as we've seen in our real lives, um, and as the doctor. So, uh, you know, really got what's called the entourage effect um, to do research on that, to understand that the five over 500 uh, plant constituents working together like a symphony is really where the power of the plant is. And, and we talked about this with uh, Dr. William Courtney today. And there's research coming out. We're doing research. Um, you know, there's other organizations, there's universities that are doing research on full spectrum. Um, you know, for us, it's more than just full spectrum. It's It's full spectrum, whole plant, Because full spectrum is really not a term that's being regulated. Uh, So people just throw that on a label and it can really just mean that it's got a little bit of CBD and a little bit of THC and maybe a little bit of CBG. To me, full spectrum is like a full spectrum of light, where you have all the colors and the shades, just like the, for me, full spectrum means you have all 512 plant constituents together, which is the only way you can get that is by juicing it or cold extracting it. So that's what we do. And that's what we teach others how to do. And that research is coming, um, but, uh, you know, for those, like I I think I talked about earlier, there's three ways you can convince somebody something. One is by emotion, so you can hear a story and connect. Two is by logic, which is the data. And three is by urgency and like deadlines where we have to get those things in. So, um, you know, a lot of us don't need any more evidence. uh, And sometimes the proof is in the pudding. So if you have uh, regulators or government agencies that you're dealing with or just local farmers, you know, I'd, you know, proofs of the pudding, reach out to me. We'll send them some products. You know, we have some topical products that are just basically cold pressed hemp, and uh, you rub that on where the pain hurts and the pain goes away. I don't think there ain't much more evidence you're going to need than that. So, but I, I would love to help out. What state are you in that you're having issues?
1: Okay. So, yeah, it's funny. Um, it's not, you know, even if the product worked, Justin, unfortunately, it's a mindset. And I'm in Nebraska.
3: I'm where big I'm from,
1: I'm where big it's technically legal, but you know dot dot dot. Um, oh, certainly. We have, yeah, us it. A- we'll get a
2: store going out there. There's some actually um, uh, entre- enterprises. As like he's I forget if he's the president of HIA. Uh, he's got a huge hemp thing. There's a Nebraska Hemp uh, Industries Association chapter out there. We'll talk offline. I will get you okay. hooked up with the people right. in Nebraska.
1: The funny thing know. is. It's growing wild everywhere. Yes. It's definitely the mindset is the problem. So yeah, we'll
2: fix that. It's, we call it ditch weed hemp yeah. grows feral everywhere out there in Nebraska. And I actually got a bunch of my brother and my old man sent me a bunch of ditchweed, feral hemp because it has traces back to when the Spanish brought it over in the 1500s and they would have competitions in Europe, like Poland and, and, and Asia and, and, and Russia to see who can make the best hemp. They would have these, these contests. So it's, uh, yeah, I mean, we will get, we will get the, the corn state on board. No problem. That's, that's my neck of the woods. I'll connect you with some great people. And, uh, obviously what a wonderful farmland, um, you know, what a place, what a great place for hemp to grow. And, uh, and there's also a big fiber movement too, that we're talking about. So no worries. Just keep, we'll keep talking on Instagram and email and I will, uh, I will help you
1: out. That sounds great. Thanks, Justin. Thanks everybody.
2: You bet. Well, any other, any other final comments or questions before we wrap up with our heal the world chant?
3: Hey, Justin, I'd like to give you an update on the, on the juice bar project. If that's cool to to wrap it up, please do. Yeah. So it's looking like I I closed my first round of funding and uh, we're currently working with the juice bar consultants, which is very exciting. And our opening is looking to be um, about January, 2022 here in the Northeast side of San Antonio, Texas. Um, we'll be heavily focused on offering raw hemp juice, but we'll also offer regular fruit and vegetable juices. And we'll be incorporating lots of hempcrete in the bar build out um, and hempwood as well. But I uh, definitely would love to have you come out, Justin, for the thing, which we're looking to have on 420 2022. But uh, it's rocking and rolling. So it's been really cool to like talk about it, start the planning, get the funding, and then start really nailing down the details um and then getting closer and closer to launch so it's an exciting time and i, I knew that you'd be interested in an update um but when that happens i'd love to, i'll give you a heads up and i'd love to have you fly out here to texas and come come join us in celebrating uh that opening
2: heck yeah brother you count me in what what's your timeline looking like what are you thinking and then add a month right
3: <laughs> yeah typically um it's looking like january we'll have a soft opening
2: Awesome, man. Well, uh, count me in and maybe we'll catch a a, a playoff football game down there about that time. So that uh, sounds like a blast. And and tip of the cap to you for all you've done. And, you know, you've done such amazing work in the hemp industry and, uh, you know, not only with products, but with knowledge and, and teaching people about how best to use sustainable packaging, clothing and shoes and underwear and you know you are a a shining light as well brother so happy to have you on stage and i can't wait to go out there and help you welcome that up. so uh, any other final comments or questions before we wrap up
4: justin i just want to let you know that zari's anniversary with 101 cbd um it's been exactly two years that she's been taking 101 cbd to help her heal from, and I said heal um, from autism and epilepsy. So it's the anniversary. I'll be sharing that on my Instagram as well.
2: That's awesome. That's what we're all about: pay it forward, one one family at a time, one miracle at a time. And uh, just so happy that all the stories that you've shared with with yourself and your daughter, and we'll just keep sharing. We'll keep sharing these stories and keep passing them along, and. Just a wonderful news. I'll uh, be sure to make sure we get that out on social media and repost it and all that great. So at the end of every podcast and every meeting, we we, we say heal the world because that's what this plant does. And that's what we're, our mission is all about, is to educate, is to offer the same products, to, to collaborate, to to just raise awareness about what this plant can do. And once you understand what a plant can do to help you you can start to understand what else you can do to help yourself like eating other whole plants you know and drinking clean water and exercising and going you know getting great sleep and being mindful the things the holistic healing That our body naturally knows how to heal, just like when you're seven years old and you get a scratch and you wake up the next morning and it's gone. You don't have to tell your body to heal. Your body knows how to heal. Sometimes we just got to give it a little extra help and eliminate some of the things that aren't helping. So on the count of three, we say heal the world because that's what this is all about. So everyone, unmute your mics. Even those of you, thanks for coming in in the audience. You don't have to be on stage to say it with us. We're going to send out those positive vibes of healing energy to those people around the world that are looking for healing. So on the count of three, let's say heal the world. One, two, three three
3: heal the heal world, the world. Everybody, everybody have a great weekend yes thanks for coming
2: in everyone and we'll see you next saturday 10 a.m on
4: Clubhouse. thanks for listening to today's show to check out more great cannabis podcasts go to PodConnects.com. here's a preview of one of our other shows Hi,
3: my name is Kate and I'm your host of the Pop Moms Podcast. I started the Pop Moms Podcast, well, because I wanted to end the stigma against using cannabis, specifically with moms, but also anyone who chooses to consume. I strive for a balance of humor and education, along with some pretty rad guests, to help combat social biases that come with consuming cannabis. Kids are hard, Join me for regular podcast episodes packed with parenting hacks, real-life stories, and of course, my favorite cannabis products. The days are long, but the years are short. So roll another J and take a deep breath. Keep blazing
2: and stay amazing.